If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Max Hoberman from Certain Affinity, and when I'm not making awesome multiplayer games, I'm listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, everybody? It's Podcast Unlocked, episode 211. One more week till you know what, guys. Palindrome. Destiny. Destiny. See? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's wearing too. a Destiny shirt. That's all I saw. <laughs> yeah. You sell out. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is also one more week until yeah. Destiny. Super fan. Not mm-hmm. that you were wrong, but you were wrong. Palindrome. It's Palindrome. <laughs> the answer no, was Everybody's right. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That's Sean the Shark Finnegan. Hello. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. Been Thanks a while. for having me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Destin Legary, you, I'm back. you no more bailed Des- on the show for Destiny. No more Destiny live streams. They let me. They let me free. <laughs> yeah, You're well, doing a live stream today, though. Doing one today, man. Yeah. It'll be over by the slack. time by the time anybody hears this. Mm-hmm. But you're. Are we streaming Destiny all week? As yeah. Next so next week, week yeah. will be Destiny week. You're gonna see oh, a lot week. of that on IGN. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's well, when I mean, we, we have a stream today, but by the time this goes live, that will be over. Like you pointed right. out, that's literally today. Today. But, but next uh, week with all the Taken King. Yeah. Stuff. Next mm-hmm. week, Taken King launches on Tuesday. We're gonna have a stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and the raid opens Friday, so you'll be able to see all that on IGN. Oh man. That's uh, that's 1 p.m. Pacific that starts, correct? So it's different times. It's t- Tuesday will be 10 to 5. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, you guys starting are starting early that day. That's diving day. in. That's, well, that's, when it, that's when it opens. So. Yeah, 10 yeah. to 5 on Tuesday, 1 to 5 on Wednesday and Thursday. And then uh, what did we decide on Friday? Another 1 to 5, I think. When the was... raid opens, it's just 10 a.m., I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. So another yeah. early one. On are you guys going to be ready for the raid on Friday? That's the goal with it's Tuesday, all to him, Wednesday, man. Or with Wednesday <laughs> yeah. and Thursday. We're going to be grinding a lot those days, getting ready. There's a lot yeah. to do a lot to do mm. but we'll be ready so we can watch the stream and live vicariously through you if i'm yeah. stuck at work yeah come watch yeah. us like beat our heads against a brick wall <laughs> and try and figure out this raid. that's how the raid usually goes yeah at least for the first day right mm-hmm. like no one i mean people will figure it out the first second day. week you kind of have a we'll system hopefully your team's gelling you know yeah Gotta you gelling yeah you know what i mean oh <laughs> a little bit <laughs> dr shoals <laughs> oh man well yeah so it's it's episode 211 it is september 9th the sh- today and that means nine nine means we've got a few notable video game birthdays oh, okay destiny is one of them destiny, happy birthday destiny yeah, t- yeah. T- 
their, their first birthday today. Yeah. Woo! That, that means... Hard to believe that a year's gone by in that game already. Year one's over. Yeah. It, it, it did go by quick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like... Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah, people are always criticizing us uh, for covering it's... Destiny all the time, but it seems, I mean... People are really interested in this game. Like they consume content like none other. It's been a huge game on yeah. IGN for a long time, and it just makes the time fly. Yeah, they're gonna see a big surge on Tuesday. A lot of people, like even yourself, you were. I, I've wanna, been like, I'm I don't care about back. Destiny. Yeah, because yeah. they've made a ton of uh, what appear to be what I'm told are excellent gameplay changes improvements, yeah. and yeah. improvements. And my big complaint. As I mean, besides the story, which we'll get to mm-hmm. later on in the show, still not fixed. Well, yeah. the there we know there, there was a lawsuit with yeah. Marty O'Donnell. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later, and that lawsuit's over, and it's made some revelations. But yeah, like my besides the story, my big thing with Destiny for me as a as a busy guy, full time job, you know, dad, dad at home, mm-hmm. you know, with with not a ton of gaming time, or at least not nearly as much as I used to have, is that. Uh, to, the the raid is unequivocally the best part of the game. I mm-hmm. got to sample it when we went up to Bungie for IGN first yeah. over a year ago now, and I you know played it with Jason Jones and and Luke and mm-hmm. uh, and all the guys. And I was like, this is cool. Like, and we only even did like the first part of the first raid. And I was yeah. like, oh, I could see you got really to, great. You got just before the, the door, Templar, I right? think. Yeah, you went through the door. Or actually, no, we no, you we went, went in. We yeah. went in. We went whatever the you went, first. You went boss. in and you started the Templar. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. And I was like, this is really great, but you know, you had to be 26 to do it. Mm-hmm. When you finish the the quote unquote story in mm-hmm. Destiny, I was, I think, 18, yeah, 19 or 18, something like that. And I just didn't, and I knew after talking to you guys yeah. that it was a crazy grind to get to 26. And I just, especially last fall, it's the fall season, mm-hmm. I just had no interest in grinding away to get to 26. So the fact that Taken King and the 2.0 stuff is going to let me auto level to 25 mm-hmm. plus all the, these other changes they're making. I think I might I'm going to hop I'm going to hop back yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, we've said this a couple times before, but if you were one of those people who's either stepped away from the game or was, you know, on the fence about playing it in the first place, now is the time to jump, jump in. Back like in. Taken King is the perfect time. Yeah. Like you pointed out there's that one time usable consumable that's going to how do I get that, level. guys? How do It'll I get it? So, well, what they've said is that you might have to create a new character and go through the tutorial, and then it'll be there. I no, don't know. If, I don't, I don't know do for that. sure. I don't know for sure, though. No, okay, that's like, so, they, yeah. they did say that. Yeah, so that's, that's all is, that we know. But I, it might wait, just be at your. Postmaster. I can't just level my dude. I don't want to say that specifically because, like, we don't know how it's going to work on okay. launch day. So, right. yeah, know, I don't we, want to make any assumptions. The the speculation, and I think that they hinted at this is the way it was going to work, was that you. I think I remember Deej saying this on one of the live streams was that you'll create a new character you'll do the opening tutorial that just teaches you to like jump and stuff right. you have to earn mm-hmm. your grenade they remember they have to you specifically do that you and do all the that first, the first time mission, you go yeah. to the tower which is right after the very first mission it's quick yeah you can grab the consumable and auto level to 25 and yeah. forget about all that content mm-hmm. okay yeah. um that that seems a little silly that i can't just have that item on my yeah. level 18 guy, but well, whatever. Just go through the tutorial with a new character, give it to your level 18 guy, and level him up. But I don't know what happens. Oh. Like, I don't know. We're going to find out more on Tuesday okay. about how that particular consumable works. I was curious. What if, class did you play? Uh, the Titan. Titan. Nice. Realizing we've been talking about Destiny for six <laughs> minutes. If you guys really like Destiny, we have a podcast called Fireteam Chat. Please. It airs every Friday at 5 p.m. So you guys can hear more about our thoughts on Destiny. Well, or whenever you want on iTunes. Or whenever you want on iTunes, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's a great show. You guys have had a lot of success with it. It's glad to see it doing really well. But yeah, so I started on this with 
birthdays. 9-9. September 9th is a strangely popular day in video game history. Destiny turns one. Uh, the Beatles rock band turns six today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. I know. Those people Happy are birthday, like, Beatles and rock band. Uh, why, yeah. why are you noting that? <laughs> I mean... You guys remember? It, I was at that E3 reveal. That makes me feel old. With with uh, <laughs> yeah, with McCartney yeah. and Ringo. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was the one E3 that I've ever missed. Oh, in really? My, in my career, because that was the year that of the, the like the recession had hit, and mm-hmm. our company did like tighten the belt so much, which they just had to do. I get it. Where we could only we could only send like a couple of people from each team to E3. Mm-hmm. So the editor-in-chief went, I didn't, and I didn't get to go. That was the one year I watched Bummer. E3 from home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I missed, I missed the Beatles. That, <laughs> that made me sad. But that, I mean, that game was very significant at, at its time. I mean, it ultimately <clears> came <throat> way too late, right? That it, it came after the genre had, the, the, the plastic instrument music genre had started to fade. But that was, you know, getting the Beatles to do a yeah. video game was had never been done. It was a huge deal. Wasn't mm-hmm. that the very first licensed outside of, like, the very first licensed Beatles product of any medium? Like, because I believe that I know. I mean, that they... happened prior to their whole collection being available on no, iTunes, No, I think right? it was around the same time. Okay. It might have all been right in the same, yeah, same it was, push. Yeah, it was when they were loosening up a little bit. Yeah. But remember, the whole story was that Danny Harrison, George's son, was, like, a big big rock band fan and he like he was kind of the hmm. the primary instrument for getting the deal done but I see what you did there primary instrument <laughs> not even on purpose <laughs> but I appreciate the point <laughs> yeah. and uh, the Dreamcast oh the Dreamcast celebrating a lot of people look today. back fondly on the Dreamcast I think I if like you had platform. one you do look back fondly on it mm-hmm it was, so, it was so ahead of its time. It was really good, yeah. It was just too expensive. I had many, many hours playing Crazy Taxi. You know, yeah. Too expensive, a, and they made way too many of them. In a way, it was kind of the the proto-Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had a modem in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It had an, you know, an online service that uh, that didn't take off, and uh, it had a the lot of- The controller with the- Yeah. Yeah. You're Triggers. right. Yeah. Tra- yeah. And then, of course, remember the, the VMU, too, the little, which yeah. not that the Xbox didn't have that, but yeah, the little, the little thing similar. you could plug in and had a little, like, Tamagotchi-type game. Yeah, you had a yeah. pet that you could yeah. uh, raise. It was a memory card that had a video game built mm-hmm. into it, like and a I, screen. I think it. there was, like, Sonic or so something. Cool. Like, that pet would interact with your Sonic game somehow, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then a lot of Dreamcast games would end up sort of seeing new life on the original Xbox later jet set. And Shenmue, mm-hmm. Shenmue, sorry, and of course we did see. Well, Sonic went multi-platform, but yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, Panzer Dragoon oh, came course. to right. the original Xbox later as a, a new, you know a new game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dreamcast, may it rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Very near and dear to Peter's Moore, Peter Moore's heart. Still, yeah. he, t- he mentioned a little bit on back on Unlock Two Hundred One. Yeah, something else had a birthday today. Some other platform I can't remember. <laughs> the original. PlayStation, yes, the, the first PlayStation back from back in 1995. Mm-hmm. So that it is gray it's box. 20 years yeah. old today. It was all right. Moving on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I I actually never had the oh, original PlayStation. Yeah. I was a PC gamer exclusively in that in that time. Metal Gear Man. I didn't See, have any consoles. Yeah, I was platform. still too young at that point to have transitioned over to PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my first PlayStation, like my. I have so many memories of. I was a big skateboarder when I was a kid. Tony and, Hawk, uh, so not bro? Tony Hawk, but Thrasher. Oh, destroyed. <laughs> nice. That was the game, man. Mm-hmm. That was like pre Tony Hawk. Yeah, 
go back and watch videos that game. It's so bad. But back in the day, I was like, this is the coolest. Yeah. But you could argue, I mean, well, or at least you can question, you can have a discussion about it's possible the Xbox would never have existed without the PlayStation. Sure. Because the whole point of the Xbox was to stop Sony from completely taking over the living room. Mm -hmm. So if there'd been no PlayStation and it'd just been kind of Nintendo doing their Nintendo thing and... Maybe if Sega, I mean, if there's no PlayStation, maybe the Dreamcast survives. Yeah. It's a whole, you know, it's a, there's the butterfly effect. Where's there's, Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. I, I think PlayStation has more, in terms of gaming's DNA nowadays, I think PlayStation has more to do with it, with gaming becoming a mainstream thing than most other consoles. I Nintendo, completely agree with that. Nintendo, we all grew up with Nintendo, but we yeah. were gamers and gaming was like four gamers. Correct. It was still like a basement type thing yes. that you did. But... It was when PlayStation and more specifically PlayStation 2 uh, came out that it became like, wait, people who didn't play games were like, wait, what is this gaming thing? <laughs> Why do we need these? And it was like DVDs and all that yep. stuff that kind of just pushed it into the mainstream. So, Toy Story graphics, yeah. y'all. You look back at those like very fondly. Did you have a PlayStation game that you played back in the day? A lot? Yes, one. Yeah. Probably. Well, I would always go over to my friends and play it. And then later I played Metal Gear and Metal Gear VR missions on PlayStation yeah. 2 because it was backwards compatible. PlayStation 2 is like where I got <clears throat> hardcore into gaming. Yeah. Because, you know, it had the DVD player yeah. and it was a, that made it a really good deal at the time. You know, but uh, PlayStation. Well, it was a Trojan horse for, for DVD players in yeah. homes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,. But PlayStation 1, I would play over at my friends. We'd play Gran Turismo, a little bit of Need for Speed, a little bit of um, Tony Hawk, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, later Metal Gear. And anybody who's sitting there listening to the show complaining that we're talking about PlayStation stuff, it's this is all games, this is all games yeah. history. Games. This is all important stuff. Yeah. But uh, nothing exists in a vacuum. It mm -hmm. all affects Not each other. Yeah. But. Uh, I forget where I was going with that. Anyway, we're giving away a copy of Metal Gear Solid Five today. That's where you go. Courtesy with that. of there's a super phenomenal fan, game. There's a super fan listener who works at Konami who said, "Here, have a code for the show to give away." Awesome. And thank you very much. Thanks, Jay Bor. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jay. So you're yeah, not getting it. <laughs> for those of you who the thousands of you that entered the giveaway for the console, the Gears of War console we gave away last week that didn't win, I promised you last week you you were then in the pool for the to be considered one. for future prizes mm -hmm. and cool stuff like a copy of Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain a lot of, for lot of, the Xbox One. A lot of people are playing on uh, PlayStation 4. Uh, I got it on Xbox because I did all the Ground Zero stuff on mm -hmm. Xbox. Sure. So I'm like, I don't want to like do that all again on PlayStation 4. Of course not. What happens is your progress in Ground Zeroes actually contributes to your progress on Xbox. Nice. Like you get soldiers You mean on Phantom Pain? Yeah, on Phantom yeah. Pain. Sorry. Good. Well, that is good stuff. So we'll give that away coming Metal right Gear's up. Metal Gear's so good. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead? Could I you? love Metal Gear. I'm 2% of that game. We gave game. it a 10. It's a fantastic yeah, game. I'm 2% of that game. I've been in it, playing it eight hours, just doing side quests. <clears> and yeah. like the reason I spent so much time is because like if I'm sent on a mission, I literally extract every single person. <laughs> like leave my, no man behind that, is, that is my goal put everybody to sleep extract them all and only then am I allowed to complete the mission <laughs> I love you know? that that's great and then I'm like alright what else is there blow up the satellites alright I got all the satellites are there any other side things no alright extract so you're really approaching it with a completionist mentality yeah you're well, gonna be playing this game for like two years oh yeah it's it's phenomenal it's like somebody said in the office it's one of those desert island games uh, that like you fair. could just play for like ever yeah. if you want to but how are you gonna play that and desert Destiny 2.0 stuff. I'll take breaks, you know, go back and forth, <laughs> you know. Oh, I need a break from Metal Gear. I'll go play Destiny for a while, shoot some people. 
There you go. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll come right back and do the news. Kind of a slow news week this week, but a few interesting stories. We will be right back. IGN's number one Xbox podcast, the podcast unlocked, presents the news unlocked. All right, let's continue with the news. Ryan McCaffrey, Shark Finnegan, Destin Legary joining you. Hi, everybody. Marty on vacation. Mitch just working or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Didn't want to walk over here from his desk. (laughs) It's all the way over there, guys. Uh, I can't make it. Can we do the show at my desk? No, Mitch. (laughs) First up this week, former Xbox boss Robbie Bach has been making the rounds on a book tour. He wrote himself a book about his days working at Microsoft. He talked to GeekWire about a few interesting topics I thought would be worth mentioning and discussing. First up, the reasons for the Xbox's success. He says, quote, One, Microsoft was persistent and willing to fund us, which in some ways was not mathematically logical, <laughs> which, but, but a good thing. Second was Halo. People forget, though, that the first version of Halo didn't support Xbox Live because Xbox Live didn't <clears> exist <throat> when it shipped. The third thing was Xbox Live. Without Halo and Xbox Live, Xbox doesn't make it. I, uh, it's, it's I hacked my Xbox to you. There was some game uh, app that came out where people could actually play Halo online. XB Connect. Is that what I it used was? It too. Yeah, yeah, it was XB I Connect, and you could play online Halo. It was 1. laggy as heck though because it, it, it was, was rough, but it was <clears> such <throat> a cool experience because back then nothing really was doing that. Yet. I yeah. was yeah. very well aware that you did not have online support for the first Halo because mm-hmm. much of my high school experience was LAN parties over the weekend yeah. where you would system link and play 4v4. Which is the best mm-hmm. way to play. Yeah, I mean, my buddy had this house where, you know, it was a two-leveled house and his room was on the bottom floor and then the living room was on the top floor and we'd system link down. Running the got, network cable. Yeah, network cable down the stairs, blue team up top, red team down yeah. below, blue team for life. <laughs> That's <And> cool. <laughs> we played the same, like, eight of us on weekends. Blood for, Gulch? You know, yeah, mm-hmm. basically the whole, like, all of my high school years. And, That's uh, so great. It was that and Counter Strike that we'd yeah. land, like we'd switch off, and the uh, Xbox version of Counter Strike. Oh no, not that the PC version. The PC version. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've I've said it before on Unlocked, but that generation, the Xbox, the original Xbox, PS2, GameCube generation, that's the generation of consoles I missed out on because I was so involved in Counter Strike. Yeah. Uh, so I had to go play it with my friends, but that was fine because we played every weekend, and that was my formative yeah. years of Halo. And, and you stuff. know, we we always sort of. We always say that, oh yeah, the Xbox wouldn't have made it without if without Halo. But it's very interesting to hear Robbie Bach say it. Him mm-hmm. hear him say like, "Yep, that console wouldn't have made it if it hadn't been for Halo." And it's it's true. I mean, that the rest of the lineup was mostly terrible for the first year, yeah. other than like you had Halo, which was the killer app, and then you just had everything else. And it wasn't until I, like, started at OXM at the exact perfect time. Uh, I started in October of 2002, which was so just right about one year into the Xbox. And that was when Live launched. That was when Splinter Cell came out. Uh, that was when a, just a bunch of stuff started to... That was when the, the sort of that second wave of games started to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that fir- but that first year... That was Halo carrying <laughs> carrying the team on its back. And Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember if that game was out that year, <laughs> but I remember playing a lot of Fusion Frenzy, too. Mm. Oh, you're not being sarcastic. No, dude. Fusion <laughs> Frenzy was a great alternative. Like, once Halo kind of, like, once you've been playing for 10 hours, you're like, let's play a little Fusion Frenzy. There was this mini game where, like, you're basically on a screw, and you have to, like, you're all running along and going up, and you have to, like, mm. jump over things and then dive, and it gets faster and faster and faster, and it 
It's a lot of fun, man. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of cool little mini games in that thing. <laughs> I played Rainbow Six. Ton of Rainbow Six. Mm. Well, well, that didn't come out till 2003. Oh, really? That was yeah. That was Rainbow Six Three was my Xbox memories are Halo One. Yep. And then Rainbow Six. Like that's what that's what I come back to when yeah. I think of that console. Yeah, oh, no, maybe a little Splinter Cell. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Well, I reviewed Rainbow Six Three for the yeah. original Xbox. It was. It was Christmas. It was fall of two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So the year after Live launched, but the year before Halo Two came out and you know completely yeah. sent everything into the stratosphere. And yeah, Rainbow Six Three was a big effing deal. It was. It was so phenomenal. Good. Yeah. And that was yeah. It, you could <clears> use <throat> your your headset from Xbox Live mm-hmm. to give the voice commands yeah. to your team, you could, your AI buddies. The reason I got the game is because I needed a headset for <laughs> for like online because I knew Halo 2 was coming, right? And uh, I'm like, well, it comes bundled with Rainbow Six. I'll try out this Rainbow Six game. And I loved it. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. The, yeah. the OXM crew would give me so much crap for... Pl- doing wearing the vo- a headset. Doing the voice commands <laughs> oh, in yeah. the office. I'd be like, go, go, go. And they'd yeah. be like, you're so dumb. <laughs> and sure enough... What are we doing years later? Yeah. We're doing, we're giving voice commands yeah. to everything. Everyone gives me crap because it's like, I'm marked, I'm marked, oracles, <laughs> oracles. Yeah. I'm the one who's give, who gives him the most crap. Yeah. I sit next to Destin. I have to listen to him muttering that stuff all the time. <laughs> do you Guys, you, you're ruining my footage. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Do you think you mutter Destiny raid commands in your sleep? In my sleep? Point? No, no. Definitely. How do you need to ask your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does you he say anything know. weird while he sleeps? <laughs> Yeah, something about I need Oracles a cleanse. Or, yeah, I just figured he ate <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad food that day. Uh, something about grabbing the relic. <laughs> yeah. So the other another interesting bit from Robbie Bach, he says the original Xbox lost between five and seven billion dollars. We knew it was the OG one, and then loss. the next one with the red ring. Well. You know? Yeah, the, the one point something mm-hmm. billion dollar, one point one billion dollar write down, but the three sixty eventually made money. Yeah, but yeah, the original Xbox was that's why they killed it. So they've said, I mean, Peter Morse said, I mean, I think they've said it before, but back on Unlock two hundred one, they said that's that we we had to, we couldn't kill it fast enough because it was costing them money with every box they sold. <laughs> Every box they sold was <clears throat> still a, a huge amount of money, five to seven billion. I wouldn't have guessed it was that much. But I guess it's when you lot. include like R and marketing and marketing mm-hmm. and yeah, and this was the first, this was their first foray into hardware, right? Like at this point, Microsoft hadn't made any hardware. Uh, let's see here. Well, that's a good question. That was certainly pre-Zune, pre Zune, yeah. pre yeah. Cur- had they built? That's an excellent question. I'd have to think more about. I don't know. So let's. Follow I'm sure up they'd on that. made something. They must have made something at that point. I mean, I'm sure they'd prototype stuff, right? There were yeah. those. <clears throat> there are those photos of Bill Gates introducing what is ostensibly an iPad, like oh, in yeah. 2001, <laughs> and then everyone being like, "That thing sucks." And then <laughs> yeah. ten years later, Steve yeah. Jobs does it. He's like, "That thing is awesome, yeah. right? Amazing." But I don't. I don't think that I remember any other Microsoft hardware specifically being made before the Xbox. Yeah. I think it was all software. Maybe. I could be wrong. We'll roll though. with it. Yeah. They, I mean, they are a software company, or always always had been. Yeah. And then the other the other interesting tidbit that Mr. Bach dropped, he said he was talking about the always rumored Xbox handheld, the X Boy, as it were. Boy. Glad he that said, didn't come out. We had five things we had to do to make Xbox successful. 
If you add X-Boy to that, that's another five or ten things that have to get done. The team just could not possibly have done that. We literally said no for the most part, just out of focus. As it turned out, it was brilliant because that market went away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still get tweets or podcast emails from time to time. Like, do you think Microsoft will make a handheld? Like, that ship sailed years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> people who've had great success with it in the past, like Vita even failed pretty hardcore. And now I, Sony doesn't even talk about Vita ever. Well, I, yeah, could and could the could and I say this not in a, like, fanboy troll way, but... Have any have, have any of the PlayStation handhelds even re- been really successful? I mean, the, the original. I'm under the impression that the PSP, the was original PSP, I guess in Japan. Right? That's it, what I said. Like, yeah. That's what I was basing that yeah. statement. I Japan it, it did really PSP. well, right? Because it never did super well. Here, I had one. Yeah. yeah, I bought it at launch and ended up ended up selling it after yeah. a while because I, I bought just a didn't launch one, sold it when version two came out, and right. then bought a version three because it was the superior. The it go? was like the. No, no, no. The, the OLED were... one? No, wait, sorry. That was way later. <laughs> okay, so there's version one. There was version two, which is an upgraded version one. Then there was a third version where they upgraded the amount of pixels on the screen, right. and it looked a lot more crisp and had better right. battery life. That's the version I okay. bought and own. And then they did the Go, right. the smaller one. <laughs> which yeah. bombed. It was just not it was, the world. Yeah, it, was, it, it was a little... That well, it was because it was pretty much, pretty much all digital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the world wasn't quite... Ready for di- all digital yet? I think they weren't ready for UMD. They were certainly yeah. not ready Ugh. for digital. Yeah. Luminous was amazing, though. I will always remember Luminous fondly. The system had great games, PSP but that's what I meant when I but said that. Case. Is like PlayStation has kind of a history in doing like handheld successfully, and I mean, obviously Nintendo, but neither of those are selling except for the 3DS are selling well. But even the 3DS isn't doing. Great. Now. I mean, it's, it's doing, doing fine. It's doing great for a handheld, but yeah. when you compare, like, when you lump in handhelds with other handhelds, like iPhones, exactly, then <laughs> yeah. it's not performing comparatively. Apple at just all. announced their new iPhones. Actually, that's why I'm like, did they really filling oh, on my keep, phone? You Sorry, keep, I'm curious. Yeah, it's still going on. Okay, we're recording as the Apple conference is like blaring what? from our <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, we knew the success was coming. Are you really? You have I'm a, not you have surprised. A six plus. What do you care? Yeah, I have a six plus. I just want <laughs> b- battery life, man. Battery life in a smaller version. Oh, you want the yeah. six plus's battery life in the six? In the six. That's yeah. what I want too. Because the six plus, honestly, man, it's too mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome to yeah, tech. Sorry. Welcome to <laughs> sorry. Tech yeah. fetish tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, tech mm-hmm. fetish. <clears throat> yeah, I'm anyway. glad they didn't do the X boy. Yeah, I mean, it's to bring it. it back. Yeah, if they were gonna do it, they would have had to have done it around the time. The 360 launched, which, as Robbie Bach says, they probably th- both products probably would have suffered if they would have split their focus between mm-hmm. a handheld and the 360. Yeah. Valid concern. So, uh, yeah, the X Boy it did never and will never happen, folks. Good. In case you're, in case you're curious. All right. Destiny. Yeah. Here's a game you guys can talk. Yeah. More. It's well almost like we're on a, we're on a show about it. <laughs> so there. As you guys may recall, there was a lawsuit some months ago there was. involving Marty O'Donnell, the yeah. longtime composer. It was actually like a year ago. And famed Halo composer. Well, I, did I say Destiny or Bungie? He did. He did Bungie. specify. All right. Longtime he, he, Bungie composer. Yeah. Who, of course, yes, responsible for the classic chanting monks theme from Halo. And every De- Destiny soundtrack. Destiny soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ODST's soundtrack's brilliant. I mean, this guy, he wrote the Flintstones Kids Vitamins jingle, who some of you may be too young to know, but 
We are Flintstones kids. Look it up on YouTube. He wrote that? He, he wrote that. I didn't know I'm being that. Serious. Yeah. Wow. That's a real thing. I had one of those every morning when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because of that chewables. The red one. In the shape of uh, the Flintstones characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I took those for a while when I was a kid. Anyway, yeah, Mar- uh, Marty maybe, maybe the monk chant is actually the Flintstones theme, like so down. <laughs> Just remixed. <laughs> <laughs> like really slow. <laughs> Sl- slowed way down. <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing would surprise me these days. <laughs> But yeah, the, so he was, uh, he he claimed he was fired from Bungie, mm-hmm. and it was definitely all very sudden, made big news at the time, and he did. Short, f- shortly after his buddy, uh, the other guy. Joe Staten. Yeah, Joe Staten, sorry. Um, he left. Yeah. yeah, which we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Marty was uh, no longer with Bungie in a sudden and unexpected way. He filed a lawsuit seeking he wants his stock and he wants his the stock pay that is his, his paid yeah. his on his vacation like they yeah. didn't they basically just cut him let him go and who would not want their stock of course and he because yeah. he'd been there he was a yeah i don't think quite an original member of bungie but a not long a co-founder, time but he was i think the longest serving mm-hmm. non-founder yeah uh, outside of jason jones and he won a grizzled ancient is yeah. what the, the the bungie terminology yes he won he, his lawsuit he got like 150k and all his stock back that he and was good owed. for him i mean so, yeah yeah you, you put in the time no he deserves uh, it yeah he absolutely does mm. and what's interesting is during the course of this lawsuit some interesting facts about mm-hmm. destiny have come out first off we we know for sure that Destiny's story was substantially revised beginning August 2013, two months before it was released. Before it was supposed to supposed release. Supposed Actually. And that's why they delayed it. One month. Yeah. yeah. One month before its original September 2013 mm-hmm. release date. That's crazy to me. There are hints of this in the game. Like, if you go and look at all the sort of conspiracy theory threads on Reddit, there's yeah. a lot of people who, like, there's random sort of, like, relics there's, of dialogue. There, there's like, grimoire cards that literally say cutscene here and stuff like that yeah yeah it's uh, very strange those slip through the cracks <laughs> yeah there's yeah. there's lines of like even hidden dialogue lines where like if you sneak up on uh not cabal but acolytes from mm-hmm. the fallen like if in uh or the hive like when they hiss and they whisper they'll say things about the darkness being related to the guardians meaning like there's this there's this conspiracy that like you kind of as the main player of player character of the game Are wake the up out of nowhere right mm-hmm. and your ghost is like you're one of the guardians and i brought you back to life and it's like we don't know what the darkness is there was speculation that like we are the darkness like mm-hmm. we're there to invade and defeat the traveler and none of that's addressed but there's hints of it in the game hmm. mm-hmm. yeah uh so the the story is a, is the reason is the primary reason why the game was delayed first yeah. first to march of 2014 uh and then ultimately of course september. came out in september yeah but what's interesting about this is it also it also sort of lends no 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 confirmation, but the timing of it seems to indicate that Joe Staten left as a result of this as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he he left right after this decision to radically alter the story. He was, was the made. lore master, so for every Bungie I, game, I can understand why he would take a massive revamp to the story very personally. Where do you think that that came from, though? I mean, that's the question: is like, why? What reason? What possible reason could anyone, even at the studio, or maybe it was a publisher, come in and be like, "You're changing all of this"? Well, it, extend its life lifespan. It, it I, I don't been, know. It could have been. 
yeah. Jason Jones coming in and saying, you know, putting his foot down if he wasn't happy with the direction. I can't imagine Activision had anything to do with it. I know people love to blame Activision mm-hmm. as the, the big evil company, but their deal with Bungie is very much a publishing deal. It's yeah. Bungie has full creative control mm-hmm. over Destiny. They still have to meet milestones and stuff. Of but, course. To yeah. get, I mean, any developer mm-hmm. w- working with a publisher has to meet milestones in order to get paid. But in any case, yeah, it's uh, it's it it is now confirmed that Destiny's story was substantially changed, and it seems to have run at least one person, one longtime Bungieite, out the door, and possibly, possibly a second two. one. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it's 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 good to see that this is over, and I, I hope Marty. I mean, I, I spoke with him for about forty five minutes at E three. We just mm-hmm. when he. We sort of, he kind of came to us and we announced, we sort of more or less announced his new studio that he'd formed, Highwire Games, up in Seattle with, uh, he's there with Jamie Griesmer, who was, he's the creator of 30 Seconds of Fun Mm -hmm. from Halo. (laughs) So he's a designer, he's at... Grenade tagging, basically. He's at Highwire (laughs) with Marty, along with, um, I'm trying to remember the the other, I can't remember the other major part, but there's also... More recently, a guy named uh, Vic DeLeon, who, if you watch the sprint the Halo, uh, f- for the Halo 5 beta, that sort of do- little documentary that was about the making of the Halo 5 beta, yeah. he's in it a lot because he's, like he's like the lead artist. He had been at Bungie for years. He was one of the few that actually went stuck with Halo. He went from Bungie to 343, and now he's actually moved over to Highwire to work with Marty. So hmm. hopefully... Marty's happy now, especially with this over, and and he can close the book on that chapter of his life, and everybody can move on. We got Destiny 2.0, Taken King stuff. Mm-hmm. Marty's working on some new game at Highwire. Halo Five is a month or so away. Yeah, hopefully yeah, this Halo is coming behind them now, and we stop tweeting about it and whatever. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. But everybody seems to be doing well. That's the good news. That's and, the important part. And it is. I'm and I'm always going to advocate for the creators the creative people getting their fair share. Yeah. Because totally. that's, you know, uh, companies make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Individuals don't. Yeah. So it's good to see the, you know, and D- Destiny is not Destiny without Marty O'Donnell. Halo definitely isn't Halo yeah. without Marty O'Donnell. So good to see him get his shares of, of Bungie He deserves stock it. Yeah, back. totally. Yes. <clears throat> he should probably sell like this week. <laughs> I'm guessing stock's going to be at a Oh, going to peak? If, if he's going to, yeah. Could happen. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Six million copies uh, sold in the first month. In the like, first month. month. Yeah. yeah. That was also... One month. That was also in that's, the court paperwork. Yeah. And that's sold through. That's yeah. actually cha-ching. That's not shipped to retailers. People that's, still play this game? The court sold documents also it. said Destiny 2 was supposed to come out when this year two stuff is coming out. So that was interesting. Huh. There's not too much we can gleam from that, though. I yeah. am so going to win that bet with, I think it's it's either Marty or Mitch. That what is it? I said that there, or no, maybe it was Vince. No, I think it was me. <laughs> was it you? <laughs> yeah. Did we bet on the fact that there would not be a Destiny with a number? A proper yeah. Destiny 2. Yeah. Oh, it'll be like Destiny. Destiny. You think they're just going to keep doing DLC he, for that's one? What that's said. what he thinks. No I, I way. Think I always they're going to do a full retail release. <laughs> They'd be stupid not to. So that was my. That thing announced like, going to taste oh so good. Yeah. At the beginning of their like plan when they announced this mm-hmm. all, like I thought it would work the same way as like you know an MMO Diablo three does. Yeah. You know, where it's like 
major content patches can can just be deployed over Xbox Live the way yeah. that they do normal DLCs, mm-hmm. and then they would never make Destiny. It'd just be Destiny. Destiny's just Destiny. That's the platform. It's like World of Warcraft. You know, yeah, like they never right. made WoW too, but Burning Crusade was essentially WoW too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I thought it would be like. Well, they pretty have... much already said Destiny Two is coming, and your guardian <laughs> will carry over. Yeah, into but the Dan next game. said that when we made this bet. <laughs> yeah, they did. They said it no, at PSX. They, you haven't officially they lost said it at yet. PSX 2014 to but me, and we wrote a new story about I'm gonna it. Get, this was before that. I'm gonna get, no. <laughs> I'm gonna get a three by three with some fries <laughs> and drink, and it's gonna taste extra good when that Destiny Two gets announced. I don't mind at next year's E3, three, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Next up, as Sean coughs his way Sorry. through our... No, you're fine. You yeah. all right? Trying to be... You brought some water. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, stave off a little bit of a... Drank a bunch of orange juice cough. yesterday. Yeah. St- wait, and, your you're in here, and I'm locked in a room yeah. with you? Yep. Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> Come on, Sean. You asked me that. <laughs> well... You I'm know, not sick yet. I'm trying to stave it off. Well, that's yeah. when you make other people ill. Like, I can feel it He's coming He's fine. Off. Sean's sick, like, every other week. No, it's just been this summer, man. Like, yeah. I've been on the road a lot. Just, like, I usually don't get sick. Mm-hmm. I just have had a bad streak, I guess. Get more sleep. I've been trying. You sleep all... I see you sleeping at your desk. Yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> the last couple of, like, I weeks, I've been him. so tired. I've just been like, I'm going to chill out right here before I go home. Speaking of sick, Ubisoft is building a sick new theme, next generation theme Theme park. (laughs) That was great. Kuala Lumpur? Kuala Lumpur. Malaysia. Kuala Lumpur. You've never heard of Kuala Lumpur? I've heard of it. I don't know how to say it. Never been there, but I've heard of it. Kuala Lumpur. That'd take me a few tries. (laughs) Malaysia, due to open in 2020. Yeah, so Ubisoft is building a theme park. That's so strange. How weird is that? Leap of faith and the bales of hay. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, you go up. Have a bunch of rabbits chase you. There'll be be a bungee cord tied to your just in case. But like, ah. (laughs) Do you think that they like? So they've had these, you know, obstacle courses and stuff at E3 Mm -hmm. for was it not E3? No, it's not E3. It's Comic Con. Comic Con. That's the one that where they do it, and it's a pretty big hit. Like people love to do it. Do you think they looked at this and were like, "That's the next big thing." I don't know. Parks. They don't make that much money. I was looking at their financials a while ago. Yep. So like a theme park is a billion dollar oh, investment. It's also, it's know. a but with dying a huge industry. Return. Yeah. But really? It's dying. A does huge anyone return? Go to, does anyone go to theme parks anymore? I just went to Disneyland. Unless it's, unless it's yeah. Disneyland. Did you go to the Ubisoft <laughs> like, theme park in Malaysia? <laughs> you know, have you even if, been to like yeah. Great America recently? Like, no. It's decrepit. Like yeah. it's run down. You feel like you're going to get stabbed. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> like... It or impaled be, on the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah right. it used to be this great thing, and now because you know no one goes, they don't have the money to really maintain it as much anymore. Ticket prices have like dropped significantly. It's just I don't know. I worry about them investing in a theme park. It seems so strange. And they it's do have so a expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah uh, Maybe that's Jean de Rivier. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Senior Vice President of Ubisoft Motion Pictures. That's their movie angle studio that's doing the Assassin's Creed movie. Oh, said I was right why. about the leaf of faith. <laughs> Quote. Together we are creating a place where every guest is a player, every ride is a playground, every visit is a game. So that's what they're doing. They're doing the Disney thing. The uh, Your franchises are not Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy. Or Star Wars. Well, hold on. Or Star Wars or Marvel. Marvel yeah. <laughs> like, 
it's just crazy to think that they're marketing it as though they are. Hang glide over the entire park on Far Cry the Ride. Watch out for the animatronic tigers, but guess what? There's one real tiger mixed in. See if you can pick him out. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from him. He's hungry. <laughs> And then how about uh, the Splinter Cell experience, where you're thrust into a dark room, handed a pair of night vision goggles, and you get to run around choking out park employees. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you want to go there? I'd, I'd want to go there. Yeah. Now that you, now that if I get to choke people out, it doesn't say you get guys. to choke them out. It just says you're in a pitch black room with a bunch of park employees, and you get to run around. Oh, choking oh okay. Them all, out. all right. <laughs> Reading for the win. Yeah. You uh, said it differently. You put choking it out first. By the way, these yeah. are all these are all my ideas. Yeah. I'd like and to point out these are not the officially the announced experience of faith where you'll leap from a five-story building to a giant pile of hay. I said that jokingly. But yeah, I well, guess great minds think alike. It. Yeah. Uh, they must have some indication that there's like a lot of interest in this Assassin's Creed movie to want to have their SVP uh, launch a theme park. It's absolutely tied into crazy. It. it sounds small though. I mean, there's only 3 3 rides that they're promoting, so maybe it's smaller. No, these are fake, dude. Thinking. I made these up. Oh, yes, really? <laughs> I just <laughs> I thought these were real. <laughs> they sound you, like real rides. You could run around were... choking people out in a dark room. <laughs> I thought room. that was a joke. <laughs> I thought it would be a dark room, but I thought like the leap of faith could be a thing. They already have the giant drop at Great America. You think you can? They're gonna let people leap from a five-story building? <laughs> no, it would be like a ride into a bale of hay. It would be a ride, like the giant drop, and they'd have like crappy hay around it or something. So I'm it's allergic like to jump. I couldn't even do the leap of faith. God. Yeah, I didn't. Justin, <sighs> God, I didn't think any of it was real. You are the type I thought of he was embellishing. I thought he was embellishing. A real tiger. <laughs> That you have to avoid. <laughs> you know, I Destin, thought those were the jokes Ryan was making. You know, Destin, if you're a really good boy this year, Santa will bring you presents. <laughs> Leave them under the tree. I hate you guys. <laughs> so, yes. this are, Ubisoft, if you'd like to use any of my ideas, feel free. Or if you want to bring us out there, we'll review it. Yeah, we'll, re you. we'll review your theme park. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? It's perfect crossover. What, uh, what IGN reader would not want to see that yeah and i mean we did a book review the other day so theme parks are right up next on the list in my sort of estimation right <laughs> book theme park yeah same thing yeah oh my goodness that was such a great segment i can't even top it we're gonna have to come up with a really interesting headline around destin's uh <laughs> what even to call it <laughs> yeah. uh, misinterpretation of yeah. the facts <laughs> all right finally Destin, I wanted to talk to you about this in a more yeah. serious manner. Okay. So more DLC is on the way for Mortal Kombat X. Mm -hmm. And what, what I wanted to ask you about was, it's so first of all, it's due out in the first half of next year. It'll apparently be made up of new playable characters, duh, uh, as well as skins and a new stage. Mm -hmm. No further specifics were given. Is this, you know, there's and there's already been some DLC for Mortal Kombat X. Is, is this kind of thing the new normal for f the fighting game genre specifically? Because we've seen... So it's definitely with Warner Brothers and NetherRealm, this partnership, they parse out everything. So like they did it with the last Mortal Kombat, even right. with Combat Packs and Injustice. Really? So was it was it to this extent? It was. It was. They had General Zod. They did individual characters with Injustice. Okay. But with this one, they're doing character packs. 
And we've even seen like Baraka and stuff already in the code and built, and Tanya was already in the code. Hmm. So definitely with Mortal Kombat. But in your notes here, you also have games like Killer Instinct yeah, are doing like, this. It's a smart business model. Well, and uh, Street Fighter Five seems yeah. to be largely like this, where it's gonna they're just gonna add on, add they're on, gonna, add on. They're gonna add on. I don't know if it's characters, but they're gonna add on like uh, cosmetic items, like different skins and stuff like that. And <clears> it sounds like moves also. Uh, hmm. We'll find out more about that later. And then even Killer Instinct is built off a whole, this whole thing where it's oh, seasons and it's... Sorry, let me rephrase. Street Fighter isn't adding moves. Seth Killian's game is going to do that later. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a different product. Right. So mm-hmm. point being, yeah, I mean, is is the fighting game... Genre. Now, now more of a platform type experience where we're not going to see Mortal Kombat 11 and I no we're still going to see Mortal Kombat 11 I and just street, what about Street Fighter 6 if they're just going to we'll, be adding on we'll see Street Fighter 6 and we'll see Mortal Kombat 11 but what they do is they they take some characters and they piecemeal them out like even with Destiny we're kind of seeing this where like we're getting regular content updates right. that reinvigorates interest and it brings in a new demographic <clears throat> you know so I don't think it's that weird. Like, with this one, we're guessing that it's going to be some classic characters, so that's going to bring in the old-school audience yeah. that hadn't checked out Mortal Kombat X yet. What are some of the old-school guys that aren't in X that you you want to see back? Uh, Smoke. Smoke's not in there. I think we have Rain. See, I can't remember if I hacked the characters <laughs> in and played as them or they were announced is, as is DLC. Is Kung Lao in the game? Kung Lao is one of always, the main characters. He was always one of my favorites. guy. Yeah, from yeah, Mortal Kombat 2, he debuted. Yeah, that was his original debut. Um, so, Cyrex. yeah. Cyrex. Is he in there? Cyrax and Sector are not in there, so they would be interesting additions. There's Bo Rai Cho. And his, his, his cousin guy. Skrillex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be a funny uh, ender DLC fatality. Character. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to find out more. And it is mm. kind of moving towards the norm, just in our industry in general, where even The Witcher did it with a bunch of DLC packs. Those were free, though. Thankfully. Yeah. I think it makes sense Dragon for Age. games like Street Fighter and Destiny, to some extent, where... You talk or you hear devs talk a lot about how the way audience the way their audience plays the game affects how they design the game these days and where like you can't charge someone sixty dollars when they for a, it doesn't make sense to them and the publisher to charge sixty dollars for a game that you play for twenty hours and sixty dollars for a game that you play for a thousand hours. Yeah. And Street Fighter and Destiny are games that people play or Call of Duty are games that people play for a thousand hours. That's so true. it's like how do they maximize that return? One is by piecemealing out DLC like this, and then one is making the game a service or a platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it can continue to evolve over a certain period of time before it gets to the next major iteration, like a Street Fighter Six or something. But like, whereas people can perceive this as a negative thing, where you know you can look at it as contents being withheld from us that should have been available at launch, and we have to pay extra for it. That may or may not be the case, but the other way to look at it is that now what you're paying for is a long, like the longevity of the game and uh, the ability to con- to avoid iterative DLCs like Street Fighter Five Turbo or Alpha or mm-hmm. HD Remix or any of the number ones that came out for Street Fighter. All those, 4. all those were full like uh, releases. Yeah, yeah. So. Like how many discs do Street Fighter Four players own now? Like it's I, crazy, right? When I was at Screw Attack, we would always jokingly talk about doing the top five Street Fighter Twos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, see, yeah. And that's like we laugh and think that that's funny because uh-huh. it is funny, but like that's not how it should be. Like if you want to play Street Fighter Four, mm-hmm. uh, when a content pack patch or whatever comes out that's iterative you shouldn't have to buy a new disc and 
those who buy the new disc or refuse to buy the new disc shouldn't be split off from the people yeah. who did, which is what happens, right? Call it of Duty does that the, a lot. Yeah, it I divides the community yeah. when you have... And that's worse, for especially for things like FGC, which is very community-based, like mm-hmm. people who... You know, people who play a lot of Street Fighter and then a DLC pack comes out and then they feel like they have to get that one even if they weren't playing it as much just because everyone else is in that and now they won't be able to play with those people Mm -hmm. if they don't get it. This is just the better way to do it as far as it goes. And I'll tell you what, I'll bet... I'll bet the next next genre to go this route, sports. There was going to come a day where Madden... There is isn't Madden, Madden year. 16. It's going to be like a $5 a month subscription or something. It is Get the be, monthly update. Player and, stats are yeah, updated. And NBA 2K, and they're going to add... It'll be like Destiny, where maybe every year, maybe every year and a half, mm-hmm. there'll be the like the 2.0, like the major content update. Yeah. And, then, and then just every month along the way, there'll be the roster updates, the tweaks, the yeah. fixes, the balance updates. I think sports games are going to be the next genre to head this way that's a really good call because i mean it makes total sense for sports that's one of those things where it's like we've had yearly releases for as long as anyone can remember for the most part and they're generally like when you move to generally when you move to like fifa 15 versus fifa 14 all the features that were in 14 are in 15 correct it's not like you're getting anything less like they should just be there yeah and and uh it's hell on the development teams in sports where these guys uh, and men and women have nine months to make to something, make a game because from then there's because uh, you have like you there's like pre-production. You launch right into like okay, what six things can we major things can we get done this year? And we'll have to save the other twelve for the next two years, and then they have to uh, test it, certify it, ship it. That's where those. That's where the end of the. It's like they don't get a year; they get like nine months. So yeah. I wonder if sports games will be next on this. All right. I'm going to go to the shark. Sean, what can we spend our hard-earned money on this week? (laughs) Do it. Uh, I'm not going to do it just because you asked me to. Please. Like Ron Swanson said. Uh, Over on retail, there's nothing new. No surprise there. But (laughs) the Destiny 2.0 patch is out. Download it now so you're ready for the 15th. Yeah, this was... uh, it's 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 released a week before. It includes all of the weapon tuning and balances, new PvP maps and modes, mm-hmm. uh, some new kind of features like Arms Day for the Gunsmith and stuff. So that's cool. Uh, Forza Six is out next week, but the review is up on IGN.com. Ryan, who reviewed that? Luke Riley reviewed that. Luke oh, you Riley. didn't. I, I did thought not. you did. For no, sure. you like the Forza. I do a very lot. much enjoy Forza. Yeah. It's a great series. This one adds weather, dynamic weather. It's not dynamic, but there's rain. There, rain and stuff. You can do set rain on the track. It's cool. Uh, and Does nighttime. dynamic weather mean it changes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's the horizon. start rain. Forza Horizon 2 did that, right? Forza what? Wait, say that again? Horizon 2. <laughs> Thanks. Horizon. Yeah. I can't was, say words today, guys. Yeah. It was, yeah, sort of, because it's an open world, so it's, but not like really. Oh, okay. That's the next place for Forza to go, honestly, is uh, is the full dynamic weather and yeah. more stuff like I'd love to see snow mm-hmm. in there. Uh, some you know, different kinds of weather, but yeah, it does have. It's just it's really good. I mean, I it, want a story mode. Just kidding. From what <laughs> I've played of Forza Six, it just sort of overwrites Forza Five because yeah. it's it's got everything Five's got, but way way more with new features like they have these things called mods, where they're basically they're like skulls in Halo, yeah. modifiers for the race, birthday uh, grunts. 
<laughs> yeah, br- birthday grunts you, on the track you, that you yeah, have to you run hit, over. You, if you bump into another car, just an explosion of confetti, yay, <laughs> comes out. That'd be That's... amazing. <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite things to do on PC was mod the hell out of uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. To, Hot Pursuit. Yeah. So, like, your car would go from zero to 120 in, like, two seconds, <laughs> and it w- it had weight and uh, increased mass to it, so you'd hit other cars, and they go spiraling just... into the air and flying <laughs> off into the distance. It was so, so fun. So your car's not a car anymore. It's a rocket. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was amazing. In any case, yeah, Forza 6 is really good. Yeah, check good. out Check it's, out the review on IGN. And... It says here that it's a 9. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Yep. But that's really good. Another nine for the trophy case yeah. for, for turn 10. They deserve it. Uh, over on digital, we have Clusterpuck99. Uh, it's $10 actually, for it's, gold members. This game is really good. I got to play yeah. it at PAX. It's cool. like a, sort of like a four-player or eight-player arcade soccer sort of game yeah. on unique tracks. Like one shape like the Xbox logo a little bit. And you have to like, you can bank off of uh, corners and stuff like that. But uh, it's really, really fun. Nice. Glad to hear it. Cool. Check that one out. Uh, Eritana and the Harpy's Feather. No idea what that is. But it is a $10 thing. Free trial mode available. Yes. More games with free trials. says here it's a platform game with a mechanic based on the switching of postures. These are what define the attributes of speed, jump, attack, and special abilities. You must choose between these postures to overcome obstacles and fight the spirit of the forest in a fast. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going into attack mode, you guys. Lean back, yeah. yeah. This is my relaxed posture. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Bad <laughs> posture, activate. Pew, pew. For the listeners <laughs> who can't see what everyone's doing. Don't watch this week's They're episode on video. <laughs> Bad idea. Uh, supposedly, it, it is fun. I am, I have no idea about this game. Yeah, at least it's got a free trial. Give it a, give it a go. Lovers in a Dangerous Space-Time. I've heard this is really good. I've heard it. I love the yeah. title, too. It's such yeah. a great title. $15. Frantic one- or two-player couch co-op action space shooter. I have no idea what's happening. I've watched people play it, but I haven't played it myself. <laughs> uh, it looks pretty. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. I would just play it based on the title. That sounds awesome. Yeah, right? It reminds me of, like, Love in a Time of Cholera, that novel. I don't read very much. That's huh? not a good title. <laughs> no, I know, but it just reminds me of the title. Mm. Like it seems like the ge- like it seems like whoever named this game had read that book. Is all I'm saying. Oh, okay, could be. Uh, yeah. So that's retail and digital. Digital, but over on the marketplace. Moving on, we have uh, the playable demo of FIFA 16. Playable demos ahead of release. Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks in a row. That's, that's cool. The, that's the soccer's for those who don't know, or the footballs. <laughs> for you, footballs. Footballs. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I haven't played FIFA. I haven't played a FIFA game since FIFA Seven. I've never FIFA? played a FIFA game, really, because I don't like soccer <laughs> or sports. Dude, just soccer is awesome. Sports are awesome. Uh, they are. I just but don't like watching just, like, them or playing them. Yeah, I don't really yeah. like playing the game. I'd rather just watch a match or mm-hmm. go play it myself. Anyway, uh, September games with gold. We have the Deer God and oh, the two- finally. Yeah, what is? <laughs> tell me, Destin. What is no the idea? God? I saw it on. No, on the, it's a, yeah, it look, yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it's like a. It's a pixely, pixely uh, yeah. puzzle plat, like a or challenge platformer. Type I hadn't heard of it, but this is a, a nice way to get uh, the smaller games a little bit of notice. Totally. On a serious note. Speaking of another small game, Tomb Raider Definitive <laughs> Edition is also available. That's uh, free. 
That's for the first two, the last yeah. two weeks. Oh, I didn't wait, know. No, no, no. Oh, the, yeah. It's for, wait, 9, it says 16 from, to 10, Yeah, 15. it's going to be free very soon. Got oh, it. Oh, interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, in a few days. Uh, I have that disc sitting on my desk. I have not played it yet, but I hear it's really, really good. People like it, especially mm-hmm. that there. Damon Hatfield loves it. <laughs> he Tomb loves Raider. it. Justin Davis also, big I'm Tomb excited Raider for guy. the new one. I got to play it at uh, PAX also. Oh, nice. Nice. I hadn't played it yet. Really good. Very excited. Yeah. Does um, it feel finished? Because Marty over here believes that it's going to get delayed. Oh, that's it right. Marty fine. thinks it's he a 2016 keeps, game. He keeps saying that. It felt fine. And he keeps <laughs> being like, I think I'm now wrong. No, yeah. that one's going to get Pretty sure Marty's going to lose that. Yeah, pretty sure that one's locked in. Yeah. Uh, that's Battle on Xbox One. And then over on Xbox 360, we have Battlestation Pacific. I, I'm strategy. guessing you fight what that is. battleships in the Pacific. That's my guess. Sound guess. Yeah. Totally wrong. <laughs> it's about the moon. Uh, <laughs> and Crisis 3 for Fan- the last two weeks. I actually really liked September. Crisis 3. It was you really did? fun to go stealth and like arrow everybody. Yeah, it, the, the the end gets a little messy and dumb, but besides that, it, there's some really fun levels. 3 was a game to me, because mm-hmm. I played a bit of it too, mm-hmm. where it's one of those games where it's like, it's good, but the bar for especially shooters now yeah. is yeah. so high. That's yeah. what I said. Where I was just like, there's nothing special mm-hmm. about this that makes me wanna like play through it. So, it's good. There's mm-hmm. nothing bad about it. It was it was fun. But I it's I, free. It's free. I definitely recommend trying it. I played on 360, really liked it. The multiplayer is okay, but uh the single player, there's some really cool stealth stuff you can do and just have a good time. Just don't play like the last third of the game. <laughs> just well, yeah. that's like I mean Crisis 1 was stop mm-hmm. halfway through. Yeah. Before the Story it's old, the game's so yeah. old before the aliens show up. Oh yeah, <laughs> that Crisis always reminded me. I mean, I never, I never really took to Crisis just because it always was one of those games that was like, look how pretty this is. Instead of can like, your look computer how fun run it? This is. Yeah, yeah, like it always looked really good and the graphics were amazing, but it never played that well. It felt clunky. Yeah, and slow. I get that. It reminded me a lot of like Killzone. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. fair like comparison. I didn't really like move. Yeah, it was either right. Killzone two or three finally hit a sweet spot for me. Was three the PlayStation four one? Uh, yeah, launched. Oh, it was it was 4? two yeah. then? The PlayStation three Killzone two. Every I thought PlayStation. Yeah. I thought I, I. It took me five minutes with hands on of Killzone three to be like, this is terrible. It's floaty. Yeah, not the even th- floaty. Like yeah. floaty isn't even the right word because Halo is floaty. Yeah, and Halo feels great. Mm-hmm. It's it's a strange control mechanic. It feels heavy. It feels like when you swing your weapon around, like you're swinging it through molasses. Like How does it, it make just, you feel, Sean? <laughs> it just feels, it yeah. feels horrible. <laughs> anyway. I feel horrible. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Crisis 3. Free. Crisis 3, everybody. Yeah, yeah. 9-16, I we got down that road. But. All right. We'll come right back, do a little trivia. The Dookie, this trophy right here in the middle of the table, is at stake. Time is starting to wind down, boys. Scoring a point today, Mitch. You, got, you better uh, watch out. Oh, gauntlet being thrown down yeah. right after this. <laughs> Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right, let's finish strong. Unlock block trivia time. The winner today is getting a copy of Metal Gear Solid V, Phantom Pain, for Xbox One. Congratulations goes out to Carly Hamilton from Frisco, Texas. Carly, you can mess with my uh, base in Metal Gear Solid V. (laughs) See, I told you there would be more good prizes for those of you that did not win the console last week. Carly won for sending in this question. Guys, which enemy did Marcus Phoenix fight at the end of that original classic Mad World trailer for Gears of War? Was it a corpser, a swarm of krill, General Ram, or a berserker? 
I know this answer, so Sean should go All first. Right. I, I remembered this yeah. one as well. As as Sean gets ready to give his answer, I'll remind everybody, Mitch in the lead for the year for this trophy, the quest for the trophy, 14 points. Destin, you've got 12. Chance Ooh. to gain some ground right, here this good. week. And Sean Finnegan lagging behind at six. Chance to you know try to claw your way back to respectability. Sharks <laughs> attack from behind. So. Oh, oh God. go Be ahead. Be wary. <laughs> what are you coming got? for, y'all? Uh, I said D, a berserker. That I is... should know this, but I I've seen the trailer. I don't remember. You just Sean. told me off the air you were never a big Gears of War guy. I'm yeah. not. I mean, I played but the first s- Gears of War. I've seen the trailer. Seen the the trailer's yeah. iconic, and it's awesome, but I don't remember. Sean, if you played the first Gears of War, you would remember that a berserker were the blind female Correct. enemies that need to be killed with the Hammer of Dawn because they are invincible. It is actually, A, a corpse or the giant spider-like monster uh, that he fights at the end of the trailer. Very good. Destin is correct. It is now, you've closed yeah, the gap remember. to right. one point. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah, no, it yeah. was 10 years yeah. ago. Mitch at 14, <laughs> Destin at 13, Marty at 11, Sean Finnegan at 6. So, we'll play again next Watch week. out, Mitch. <laughs> uh, Carly Hamilton, great job. If you would like a chance to win some sort of cool prize, it's probably not going to be a console, but it could be an awesome new game like Metal Gear Solid Five. It varies week to week, depending on what, what I have around and what publishers and and fans such as yourselves are kind enough to send in to give away. Send your Xbox-related trivia question along with four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email and send that to unlocked at IGN.com. Let's plug some stuff and get out of here. IGN Prime, I'll remind you. Uh, Now's the perfect time of year to subscribe to IGN Prime if you haven't already because it gives you an ad-free IGN experience right as we head into the big fall season. The ad season. (laughs) With all the big game reviews... Uh, so no no ads before videos, mm-hmm. ad, no ads on your desktop. It is a much more enjoyable IGN browsing and viewing experience. You can sign up at IGN.com slash Prime. It's $30 for a one-year subscription, so that's half a, half a full-price game, and that's good for a whole year of IGN awesomeness. I like plugging the T-shirts. Go.IGN.com slash store. You can get an unlocked T-shirt yes. or a Fireteam Chat T-shirt. Absolutely. Rep your favorite show. Awesome. Destin, what else do you want to plug? Just my Twitter, at Destin Legary. <clears throat> I'm working on so many random things right now, lots of meetings and stuff, but uh, yeah. Good times. Shark. Destiny. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at I am Finnegan. I'm Finnegan. Not I am as in like the verb. Oh, God, I need to change I this so that I don't have to spell am it. Yeah. Fin- I'm Finnegan. Like instant and, uh, Messenger Finnegan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, change your dumb Twitter handle. <laughs> I produced a Lego feature where we got a bunch of IGN editors together and had them build Legos without the instructions, and it's hilarious. So go check that out. It's live on IGN.com. Oh, I'm the whole releasing... point of Legos is to not have instructions. It's to use That's, your imagination. Well, the whole point of the video is to <laughs> make see, fun of Brian tell Altano them what it is and, yeah. and see how close that they can come without seeing how to actually Interesting. Do it. I'm releasing like a Nolan North versus Peter Dinklage and Destiny video today. I guess I can Oh, that'll be that. good. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'll, that'll be fun. good. Yeah. yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Follow me over there if you like the T-shirt I'm wearing. I made it, and I sell this one and others like it. Check out the link that's on my Twitter profile for that. Uh, IGN First has just launched for September. It is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which uh, before you're like, oh, just another Assassin's Creed game. This one, the guys came back raving. Uh, It's got a Batman-esque grappling hook thing now. It's very much more... Played that one at three. Yeah, the yeah. emphasis is much more on just straight up fun rather than serious story, mm-hmm. or not that not that there isn't a story, but yeah, I, there's there's going to be a lot of really neat stuff we'll have this month on Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So uh, please check that stuff out. 
And again, the Forza Motorsport 6 review, Xbox fans. You should mm-hmm. read, read and or watch that on IGN now. The game's out next week. Now's the time to check out the, uh, the review of that. And I think that's it. Cool. For the shark, for Destin Legary, who thinks that my theme park ideas are real. My dangerous... <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> never in a million years could that be legal. <laughs> ideas are real. I love you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Most of you get the show on iTunes, but you can also check it out on IGN.com, YouTube, or any of our apps, like the Xbox One app. You can watch the video episode of the show there. And we'll see everybody again for Palindrome Time next week. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.